Hell Yes Life, Episode 3. You know, even though I may not be where I want, even though it is a, a challenge to put food on the table right now, you know, but if I can open up my eyes and put my feet in the ground, you know what? Um, I'm grateful because that gives me an opportunity to just take another step. Welcome to the Hell Yes Life Podcast, the show that helps you come alive so you can live a Hell Yes Life. I'm your host, Norman Bell. Hey, Hell Yes Lifers, welcome back to the Hell Yes Life Show, or if this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome. We're so glad you could join us. Listen, before we get started, why don't we say hell yes together? Are you ready? On the count of three, one, two, three, hell yes. Okay, wherever you were in your car or in the gym or whatever, hopefully you didn't freak anybody out, but hey, let's let's just start on a good note, right? Now, I'm excited today because my special guest is my friend Kito Kutla, and Kito is someone I met over the past year. I've been involved actually in this great coaching pro- pro- <clears throat> program, but not as a coach, but as a special uh, guest client. So I've been getting free coaching from a variety of different people, including Kito, over the course of this whole year. And I would say that without this coaching that I've received, that I may not be here today talking to you. You know, this, I feels like this Hell Yes Life endeavor has been uh, definitely supported by the universe in the form of uh, this coaching program. And uh, Keto was one of those great coaches that I worked with. So I wanted to bring Keto on the show because I met with Keto maybe a couple of months ago for coffee and he told me his story about how he uh, you know, how he got to be where he is today. Now, Keto, again, is someone like you and me. Uh, I'm uh, assuming that maybe you're, you've got a day job, you've got responsibilities, but you've got a hell yes life that you want to move towards. Well, that's the same with me and Keto. And Keto is someone who has a, a an interesting story as a background in electronics engineering. Uh, he worked for Hewlett-Packard for a while, and then he started doing real estate part-time. You'll hear him talk about that in the interview. And then, you know, and he was making a lot of money. Apparently, by the time he was 30, he had made over a million dollars in the real estate market. Um, as everyone knows, as you may well know, and you may have suffered a, a, a uh, some sort of setback around this time as well, but in 2008, 2009... Uh, the the market crashed the stock the um, the real estate market crashed and uh, and Keto lost everything that he had built up and he has a great story he gets very specific about um, there was a certain day that was his uh, turning point moment the a moment where he was at his lowest point after that happened and it was on his daughter's birthday and he has a very very specific. Um, <laughs> images and and actions that he took that day that uh, that made him realize like wow this is this is my lowest point but it was also his turnaround point it was the point where his life changed and he didn't realize it until maybe weeks or months later but uh looking back that that was the moment so you know listen for that story and also 
where Quito's gone from there. You know, he he basically, I think because of that experience, decided that he wanted to get involved in personal growth and he's interested in speaking and coaching and a lot of the things that I'm interested in, quite honestly. But um you know, regardless of what you're interested in, I think you'll you'll definitely benefit from listening to this conversation with Keto. So let's get right into it. All right, Keto, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks, Norm. Yeah, great. Well, so are you ready to tell us about your hell yes life? Hell yes. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good <laughs> one. Awesome, awesome. So I always like to start off with this question. Um, Keto, what is your hell yes, i.e. what's your passion or the, the thing that really makes you come alive? Now, you might have more than one of those, but what's what's one of your main ones? Uh, you know, one of the things that really um, make me come alive, Norman, is really just, you know, inspiring and motivating others um, to greatness, whatever their greatness may be for them. Um, that really gets me, you know, really gives me the juice because, you know, that's um, that's that's what I live for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what, when was the first, can you recall a first time when you realized that or a first experience that you had where you was like, wow, this really lights me up? Sure. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, um, I can't remember the exact event, but I just remember I, I was, um, I was giving a, a, uh, presentation at, um, in my, in one of my real estate, uh, I was teaching a real estate class and, um, and I was I was going through it, and you know, just kind of adding my you know my own stories and stuff like that, and 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 and, and at the end, you know, people came and said, "Gosh, you know, kiddo, that was really that was really inspiring." And then I thought, "Gosh, you know, I I I enjoyed it. It was it was great just being able to to share my story with somebody, and 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 them getting it, getting something for themselves." And I thought, "Wow, you know, that that was." Um, that was kind of, I think, like the little catalyst of the spark that kind of got me into this path of like, want to dive into like improving myself and inspiring, inspiring and motivating others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. So you had that first, that first moment, that first spark moment that uh, maybe maybe led you down this path. Um, so let's back up a little bit, and I, I want to get kind of a bigger picture of your journey. You know, we want to talk to people on this show that are, you know, uh, you know, I just talked to someone who's a, an established author, and she's, you know, got a great. She's well into her hell yes life. And I also want to talk to people, I guess, more like you and me that are transitioning into our hell yes lives. And um, I'd like to hear a little bit about where you're at now and where you've come from, or maybe in reverse order, where you've come from to uh, take us to where you are now. Yeah. um, Yeah, I guess now, I mean, I'm like you, really just in the transition of living my hell yes. But, you know, I I could back up like – Gosh, several years ago, maybe for a while, and um, so I've always thought of myself as being, you know, um, a successful entrepreneur, right? You know, graduating college within like three years and having my first engineering job before even getting out of college, and and then and, and I thought life was good, just kind of going up, you know, as at like a. Um, like a gradual incline. You know, life is good. Graduated from college, got my first real job, right? Um, and then uh, moved up to the to the Seattle area, and um, 
worked for a a Hewlett Packard um, as, as as their engineer, and and things were going great, and I got into investing in in real estate, right? Mm-hmm. So investing in real estate part time, and I decided, oh wow, you know, I was doing better part-time as a, you know, in real estate versus full-time in engineering. And not that I didn't like the engineering part, but I kind of like the flexibility of, of, of being an entrepreneur, having my own schedule and doing my own thing. And so bought up a lot of real estate. And, you know, by the time I, I was 30, I was doing extremely well, right? 10 mm-hmm. rental properties and, and things were just going up. I thought, hey, by the time I'm 40, I should be you know, I should be ready to kind of, uh, you know, live like live my life, right? The, the retirement at 40. That was my concept. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And so and what had happened was, you know, and I'm sure you can remember this back in 2009 when the real estate market tanked. Um, oh, yeah. At that time, I was at like the lowest point in, in my life. You know, mm-hmm. here, here I am, you know, have um, three, three kids. And supporting a family, um, and I just couldn't get anything to work for me, right? Uh, the income I made before just wasn't coming in, and I was bleeding um, financially, and literally just financially just kind of wiped me out. And, you know, and being as, as, as a man, you know, being able to provide for my family and take care, I, at that time, I felt that I wasn't able to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it was, um, I can remember it was my daughter's birthday and, um, you know, and we were having a little birthday celebration for her. And, you know, while everyone was like downstairs, I had to sneak into her room to go into her, her piggy bank. Mm. Yeah. I had to go into a piggy bank to grab some money in there. So I can go out and buy her a birthday gift. Wow. Okay. So and 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 I and I snuck downstairs after I got the money, and um, you know, told me hey, I'll be right back. So I was driving down, looking, you know, and and I just thought to myself, what, like, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, taking money from my own daughter's piggy bank, so I can give her a birthday gift. And I, I just remember it was just really like a defining moment in, 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 in my life, you know. Like up to this point, I felt like I'd been pretty, um, you know, pretty successful. And, you know, I thought I, I, I thought I had my life together. But getting to that lowest point where I just felt like I couldn't just really do anything for myself, you know. Not alone, you know, get something for my daughter on, on her birthday. Mm-hmm. So, and I was just... You know, as I was driving, I, I was just so upset and so mad. I had all these, like, emotions running through me, you know. And I was just crying out, like, you know, Lord, God, you know, help me. Like, I, you know, like, I've, I've, um, I'm a good person, you know. I've, I've, I've done the best that I could, and now I'm reduced to this, you know. And um, so and I was just, you know, I had to pull over because... You know, uh, tears were just coming out of my eyes, you know, and I just really, just really beating the crap out of myself for, you know, for who I am or who I was at, at the time, you know, and, and that was just like the lowest point, like, that was like the turning point. It's like, you know, 
like no more, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to continue to go down this path. I, I've really got to, you know, find a way to get myself out. I mean, I didn't really know how I was going to do it, right? But but I knew that that this was not the life that I was meant to live, mm-hmm. you know. And sure, in the past, I mean, I, I've, I've delved into personal development, you know, years prior, and I just, you know, but, um, but even at the time, it was just so, so bleak for me, Norman, that I just, I mean, I was like my wit's end, um, you know, and then at the time, I really, like, you know, I'm, I'm a believer, so, you know, I, I prayed. Mm-hmm. I prayed, like, Lord, you know, help help me help me find a way out like you know help me be the man that you created me to be because i know that this is not like this is not the plan you have for me and so from that point i just really i mean it was you know i I guess in terms of it wasn't like a drastic change and boom you know things changed for me like overnight but that was just kind of the callous that started on my journey, starting climbing myself back out of the abyss that I felt that I was in at that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful story, Kito. And it, it's really, I think, powerful to know in your own life um, and get really specific about those turning point moments in your life. Like, I think anybody listening to this, I know I can can picture that that moment of you going into your daughter's room to take money out of her piggy bank, right? And and so to get that specific and know like wow, this is that was the moment that things changed for me. And it, even if they didn't change immediately, you can point back to that moment. And um yeah, I've done some some storytelling workshops. I know the power of of knowing your story, your kind of your origin story and I can hear that in you. You really know like where you've come from. So what what then what happened right so so some time goes by and how how do you start to reorient your life and how does it how does it develop from there you know um from there it was just kind of like like little steps i guess you know um you know i i really got back into like getting back into gratitude mm-hmm. and just you know just realizing that yes even though you know I'm, I'm I, even though my world may be crumbling or I felt that it was crumbling beneath me, but, you know, what am I grateful for at that moment? And then I remember years ago, I had a great um, um, a friend. He was, was in his 80s, you know, and I remember a conversation with him because his goal was to live to, to like 100 years old. And he goes, you know, Keto, if I wake up and I can put my two feet on the ground, it's a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I kind of kind of took that. It's like, yeah, you know, even though I may not be where I want, even though it is a, a challenge to put food on the table right now, you know, but if I can open up my eyes and put my feet on the ground, you know what? Um, I'm grateful because that gives me an opportunity to just take another step, right? Another day forward. And then, like, I didn't really have, like, a big plan, like, how I was going to get myself out. It's like, okay, do this, do that. Or it was just, like, what I knew that, you know, it was just one step at a time. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Just one, you know, start off with one, one thing that kind of got me, um, you know, back to just, just remembering what I had, what I already have, you know, like, like my three beautiful children, yeah. you know, and, you know, my wife and, and the fact that we still have a house, even though at that time we were like on the verge of losing the house that, that we had, you know, mm-hmm. but just still grateful that, you know, that we, that we weren't out in the streets. So just starting off with this, those little things and just reflecting back and, um, you know, and just being grateful and, and just, just from there, like, okay, just, just a little here. And obviously, you know, trying to find ways where, where I could, um, you know, produce some income to support my family. I think gratitude is such a powerful tool. And I found that for myself as well. And, and, you know, going through really low times, it really makes you grateful for the things that maybe you take for granted, or maybe, maybe before this happened, uh, you were taking those same things for granted. And, um, yeah, I really tried to, to carry that through in my own life, uh, whether I'm doing well or, or not. Um, so what now, now take us forward then a bit to, you know, you know, being mindful that you're, you're still in transition. You're kind of moving from sort of a career in real estate and before that engineering and you're, you're moving towards a um, a career in personal development, life coaching, but what what would you have you had a um, kind of a, a breakthrough moment or a, a moment of success, whether it be a big or, or small moment that you can think of in in the um, you know the, the last year or two uh, that comes to mind? Yeah, uh, there definitely was. You know, I guess what for me was like uh, was 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 interesting cause, like when I was. Growing up, like I grew up in like the the, the food um, the food uh, the food industry. Like my parents owned a restaurant, and so growing up, I like oh, I don't ever want to you know do something really in the food, right? But what's interesting was as I was making that transition to get myself back on the uh, on my feet, I actually uh, got into the, the the food truck business. Uh huh. And um, I've actually you know. Um, built a, a food truck from scratch, right? And, um, and it was actually the thing that I didn't want to do that got me to get back on my feet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we had that. And as a matter of fact, like our first year, we were uh, voted like, um, you know, food truck entrepreneur of the year really? um, by, by, by the Seattle Globalist, yes. So that that was a little um, nice acknowledgement from there, and then from there, you know, things just started, um, you know, moving in the right direction in terms of you know being able to put food on the table, provide, and, and matter of fact, um, got to where we're, we're able to keep the house that we're about ready to lose. You know, I mean, we were literally like, I didn't know when they were gonna, you know, um, kick us out, but working with the attorneys and stuff, we're able to. Um, to keep the house that, that we currently have with, with, with the bank. So that's that in and of itself is a great success. And I didn't have to move schools or whatever. And I'm uh, obviously the kids, you know, they're, they're not aware of what's going on. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, but as, as, as the parent is trying to, trying to kind of keep things going. So they don't really feel that impact of what was actually going on for us as, as, as an adult. Yep. Yeah, I know, I know the feeling, know the feeling. Um, so 
so it sounds like that, you know, you, you're the answer you got from that day of, of saying to God, the universe say, please show me the way, uh, a f- your food truck sort of was the, the answer, at least for the, the moment to get you out of that situation or move you forward. Now, when you think, um, when, when that came up and that, and you experienced some success in that, were you thinking at the time or, or have you thought that, um, maybe my food truck business is my hell yes. Or has it always been clear to you that this has been just a, kind of a, a practical tool for you to um, get out of where you were and then move forward to something else that you felt more passionate about? Yeah, for me, it was it was definitely like it was a tool, like it was a, a stepping stone for us to, you know, to get back to, um, to like normal, to get back to uh, getting back on our feet. Because I, I knew down the road that, like I eventually wanted to inspire and motivate others, right? And but I, I I didn't exactly know like what the how was, but I knew that this was just a this is just part of the the process. Um, and then even in since then, um, you know, I've actually sold the food truck, right? To actually make this transition into being a, a, a life coach and inspiring and stuff like that. So that's that's what's actually had led me up to to doing what I'm doing now was you know getting you know, building up the food truck to where I could actually sell it. And then, you know, this is like my next evolution. This is like my hell yes, this is what this is what I've been wanting to do, yet put off for many years. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's great. You know, I think everybody has their own journey with this. And I think it's, it's great to get, have some clarity around that. Like, you know, you, some people could take on a food truck thing and try to make that their hell yes, even if they didn't really feel like it was. Um, but you knew you were clear about what that was for you. It was like, I know that I'm moving towards this bigger thing, but in the meantime, I know that this is what's going to stabilize us. So I'll be able to move towards that. Um, so it's always just great hearing uh, different people's journeys and and um, also getting that clarity around what is and what isn't your hell yes right. Um, so what is um, what so what are you what are you up to now? So you you've got uh, you're kind of getting going on a life coaching practice. Yes, yes, and actually, what what led to this is that you know, like even when I had my food truck, I didn't really know what the time frame for me to even jump into, you know, doing what I've been wanting to do right. But yeah. what, what what I realized was from working with, with the food truck, it's like, you know, I could, you know, I've built something and had some success at it. It's like, now what is it that I really want to do? And, and you know, and I could have been just comfortable with just sticking with the food truck. Like, okay, I'll, I'll just stick with this and kept going. But I thought, you know what? You know, if what I want to do is what I want to do, what's holding me back from doing what it is that I want to do? Right. Yeah. So, yep. so I thought, man, you know what? I've been wanting to do this this thing, right? But yet, I just kept putting it off, and it's like waiting for the right time. And I realized, like, you know, there really is no right time. It's just the right time when you take action and you do it. That's the right time. Absolutely. And and it doesn't necessarily have to be like, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna give everything up and then I'm gonna just jump into it, right? But you sort of have a progression, like when you build a bridge, right? You don't want to tear down one bridge before you build the other bridge, right? Like you can, like for those of, you know, your audience that are listening that, 
maybe have something that they want. It's not that they have to quit what they're doing, right? Like continue to do what they're doing and then start building something for what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. And then they can get to a point where this is like, okay, make, make that transition. And, and I'm still, you know, in the, in that process. Right. So, you know, I've, I've got the, 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 you know, I, I sold the food truck and now I'm building this, but you know, like I've also have real estate as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's not like I'm totally just dropping everything, just jumping into this. I didn't want to, put my family in a situation where we're going to be suffering again, right? But just get them into a place where, you know what, I can start building this while I've got this going on as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've found that to be the case on my journey as well. Like as much as I want to live the four hour work week and just quit my job and uh, magically start doing that, I haven't, (laughs) that just hasn't worked out for me. And so I think the reality for most of uh, most people out there and probably many of the listeners to this show is that we've got day jobs, we've got responsibilities and, um, you know, practicing gratitude for those things and then finding that time uh, to to work on our work towards our hell yes is um, is the way that's that it's working out for me. And it sounds like that's the same for you, too, Keto. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And it's actually um, I mean, it's actually exciting as as well, because you're you're. You're, you're giving birth to something that's that, that what you're passionate about, you know, because when you are passionate about something, it, it doesn't really seem like work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember somebody once told me, it's like, you know, how do you find out what your passion is? Like, if you do it and you don't even worry about if you get paid to do it. Yep. Right? And it's like, Yeah. You know, this is like the thing, like inspiring, motivating others. Like, I, I love doing this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whether people pay me or not, I'm, I, I would still do it regardless. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, my, my clients would, would <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear that, but, but that's, that's the truth, right? And my clients would gladly pay you, <laughs> but that's the thing is like, you know, you, you do it whether you get paid or not because that's, that's what you enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, I want to um, pivot a little bit to uh, uh, looking forward. So I, I always like to ask people on the podcast about their vision. And uh, w- the term I use is, what's your cringeworthy vision? And by that, I mean, it's a vision that's so big that, y- y- you know, you cringe even thinking about sharing it. Now, I know I might be putting you on the spot by asking you to share that to, um, you know, our listeners here. But uh, do you when when I say that term, is there something that comes to mind for you? What's your big vision? Yeah, you know, um, Norman, like one of my like biggest vision, like, oh, you know, it's just to really like be on stage speaking to like tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like that would be like that, that's that's cringeworthy for me. Like, oh, my goodness. Right. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. Um, you know, speaking in front of like 10, 20, 30 people. No, no problem. Right. That's um, but just just really upping it and just being in front of like tens of thousands of people and not just regular people, but people that are like, like, you know, like motivated and, and are, are living their life or going after their life, you know, just with huge dreams and just being in that type of environment. Um, that's, that, that's really cringeworthy for me at this point anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I have, um, 
almost this the same dream. That's one of my cringeworthy visions too, is to speak to 50,000 people or something like that. And it's it feels like, oh, you know, there's immediately this voice that comes in that's like, who am I to have a vision like that? But no, you know, we're, we're going to have that voice, but I think we can look beyond that. And, and we can also know that there are people out there doing that right now. There's a guy... Joel Osteen, he has a mega church. He speaks to 45,000 people every Sunday. So like if, if that person can do it, why can't we? Right. Um, so I, I think it's always just great to, to hear what, what people's big visions are just to get that out on the table. Cause, uh, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's great to hear. So, um, one of the last things I wanted to, to ask you is if you have one tip or quote or resource that has been useful to you uh, that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I, th- I think, um, you know, one of the quote that kind of stands out in my, my mind is, um, and, and, and I looking back, I remember I saw this like years ago, even in elementary school, actually, and um, is by George Bernard Shaw. And it goes something like this. It's like, you know, if you want to know what your future is like, you got to create it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and, and, and oftentimes, you know, you know, we, we get stuck in like the past and or whatever that may be for, for people. Right. Yeah. But yet, and when we let that kind of determine what our future is, but what would I realize that like, whatever you want your future to be like, you know what? It's unwritten. So you, you are like, you are the artist or, you know, you, you get to create whatever that is for you. So, yeah, so that's kind of really stood out in his mind. So like every day, you know, I'm like thinking, well, what am I doing that's going to create that future for me, the future that I want for myself? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's great advice. Um, well, Keto, thank you so much for uh, being one of the very first guests on the Helios Life podcast. It's been great um, talking to you, hearing your story. Is there any place on the internet where we can find you right now? Or, um, you know, are, are we still kind of in transition with that? Um, you know, um, I mean, you could look me up on my Facebook. It's uh-huh. um, Keto Kutla, my name. And I actually created a, a fan page. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah. So, you know, um, like it. And I will be, you know, my, my intent with that is just to you know, share some inspirational thoughts and some ideas and, uh, you know, um, some tools and techniques that, you know, that help me to, you know, to, to be where I am today and, and to where I want to go as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you've been doing some videos, uh, short videos and so forth. Mm-hmm. Seen, seen yeah. Post, so. Short, short videos, you know, something inspiring. And it's also to it's also like a reminder, you know, it's also the reminder for me as well. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, um, check it out and, you know, comment, engage. And I definitely love that. All right. Well, check out Keto on Facebook. And again, thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you, Norm. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite RSS feed. If you like the show, please leave a rating and review. And if you want to stay connected, visit hellyeslife.com and sign up for the e-newsletter and private Facebook group. Again, I'm Norman Bell. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get out there and live a hell yes life.